Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Hump Day version. Second hour here of Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. We are back at 11 so that we can take the Jeff Brom presser today. Decided to uh, do some media availability, so we decided that we should absolutely carry this um, as much as we possibly can because uh, on the basketball side, we get nothing. So if we're going to get anything on the football side, I think we should hear uh, from the coach at the school across the street from our studios here at ESPN 680-1057. Reminder of some programming around our joint here, uh, Louisville men's basketball on the road at Syracuse tonight, 5.30 start on 93.9. Ethan Moore with the postgame show, the Coors Light postgame show after that one uh, as well tonight. And of course, Kentucky basketball Saturday. They get Gonzaga, Godolfo, Eds, Cantrell. They've got you sometime around 6 o'clock for that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show here on ESPN 680-1057. The Fish and Wildlife folks that want to remind you, head to their website, enter that 2024 elk draw on their website uh, ASAP on Wednesday uh, as well. Uh, we will have uh, tonight. Louisville Sports Live is not tonight, right? That was last night. Cool. Okay. Uh, high school hour tonight uh, at 6 o'clock. Oh, you should have tuned in last night. To uh, Louisville Sports Live? That's right. What was the main talking point last night? Was Coaching it basketball? Search. Of course. Yeah. Well, that and, you know, talking about they beat Florida State and we celebrated the fact that they won a game. So how about that? How does Ethan take wins? Is he rooting against them at this point? No, he's not rooting against okay. them at this point. Okay. I think there are men in this office who are rooting against no, them. No, where they're at is basically we want them to win still, but let's not act like this redeems anything. Like they're, the, bad, the thing about college sports is you don't get to root against your team to get like the number one pick or the number two pick, so you might as well root for them to win. Like This isn't a situation where, oh, well, Caleb Williams is the number one pick. I want my team to lose so we can get him. Fair enough. Uh, text you're pointing out it is National Signing Day. Has Have we just completely taken the wind out of the sails of National Signing Day? Yeah, because National Signing Day is on uh, December. Right. I mean, just this extra one. I mean, like who, Of the top players, I don't even know who's still uncommitted at this point. They pretty much all have gone and signed wherever. Is that rule so obviously made up by bad teams and forced upon the good teams or what? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it really is, man. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. While you're playing in the playoff, we're going to recruit all the best players. <laughs> That's exactly what it's they're trying to even it, it is. Yes, they are. It's like the draft at any other sport. It Why really do you think is. coaches are getting so tired and they hate the schedule? Because, you know, Kirby Smart's trying to worry about, I'm trying to play Michigan or Ohio State for the national championship, and I got to go recruit an 18-year-old to get me back to right. doing this again. <laughs> does uh, Brock Purdy look like Lee Harvey Oswald? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, he does. He, he does. Yes. Yeah. 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 Thank you, Texture. Yes. So, Brock, so both of them couldn't do it alone. <laughs> 
After the Valentine's Day conversation, Zach, doing it alone is its own. See what I did there? Yeah, I did. So it's its own uh, conversation that we're not going to have. <laughs> we can't go there. We're not doing that. <laughs> nope. I don't like you that much. Nope. I really don't. I don't either. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith's going to be on General Hospital. How we feel about that? He'll probably talk about doing it alone. But... <laughs> Is that a Molly Karam joke? <laughs> Have you ever seen him on General Hospital? No, but I assume he's awesome. Of course he is. He's perfect for that. He's Stephen A. His he would whole be a great life act. is a soap opera. Yes, of course. He'd be perfect for All that. I want to see is Stephen A. debate What do you think Trump. he gets paid for an appearance on General Hospital? I Honest question. I don't think he gets paid that much. 20 grand? That sounds reasonable. 15, 20, something like that? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to know what an appearance I don't think he's, They're not doing for it for General money. Hospital. Oh, I mean, they obviously want okay, to get paid. Okay, settle, but. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say settle. But no, I get it. I, it's also just, you know, I'm going to be on that. I'm going to be on a, on, a, on, a, on a show like that, I guess. But how funny. How hard would you sell out for a, uh, a job on a, on a soap opera? Big time. I would too, yeah. <laughs> I'll sell it out today. I like it. I'm into that. All right, it's Brown time. Let's go. Am I still on here? <laughs> Jeff, just, I guess, first of all, how different the landscape is now than it was five years ago where you not only have the transfer portal the last couple months, but you don't have any news on sign, on the, this normal signing day. And do you see it kind of changing even more as we move forward? Well, yeah, it's kind of been an uneventful day for us. And, uh, yeah, I just think the college landscape has changed quite a bit. Yes, it'll continue to probably adapt. Um, moving forward even more but you know we just try to you know figure it out and uh, make the most of it so from our end uh, I think you've always got to be ready for roster change and that's going to always be guys that graduate guys that possibly enter the NFL draft guys that maybe are unhappy with their playing time and then you factor in that you know these guys can transfer freely basically whenever they want Uh, so you've got to be prepared uh, to add to your roster so I just think that we understood that uh, from the beginning. Uh, so throughout the entire season uh, until the very end, we were working hard to prepare ourselves to adapt and change our roster to improve our football team. And I think we were in a good position. We were on it early. Uh, our coaches, uh, our recruiting staff uh, identified what we thought could help us, and we were active in going and trying to get that. And in the end, we feel, we feel good about uh, – you know what we've brought to the table of course now they got to come here and we've got to work with them and they've got to prove their worth and we've got to gel it all together but uh, in my opinion you know all winter all spring all summer all fall camp you should be able to piece things together if you if you put the time in and i'm looking forward to seeing these guys play jeff you signed seven defensive backs out of the portal i guess how much priority did you place on dbs knowing you know the situation you guys had and then also with MJ coming back, is he going to be ready for a spring? Well, we're excited to get MJ back. Uh, unfortunately, got injured last year uh, with a knee injury, but it was, uh, I think, early in camp. And, uh, you know, he's close to being fully healthy. Uh, we'll probably limit him throughout the spring, but uh, by June he'll be 100% full speed. And I think he's way ahead of schedule right now. I look forward to get him back. But I do think the defensive back position is very important. Uh, to be aggressive on defense, to stop the run, uh, to get after the quarterback, uh, you've got to be able to play some one-on-one matchups occasionally. And uh, when you've got good secondary players that can do that and can challenge routes and understand 
route structure and schemes and the timing of how certain blitzes and uh, attacks work that uh, you know you can make plays. I think that we did some really good things on defense overall. Uh, would like to play better towards the end of the year, so there's a lot of things to improve on, but adding good aggressive, good size uh, defensive backs um, can help our football team uh, play at a high level. As the portal becomes more important, is it more frequent that players like um, reach out to you or, or your program and say, we want to come there, or do you have to be more often the aggressor and say, we'd like you to come play here? Well, I think now um, there's so many elements involved in recruiting. There's so many elements involved in each player and his uh, situation uh, that they have people reaching out to places uh, for them. And, um, you know, with all that going on, you sometimes have a little bit of an idea that something may happen or may not happen. And, um, you know, you always keep your ears open and uh, and listen. And I think you can learn a lot by, by listening. So I just think that, uh, man, there's so many layers to this that uh, you, you do the best you can to um, always be within the rules. But at the same time, you know, be aware of, of your surroundings and make sure that, uh, you know, when, when that portal period opens, that uh, recruiting period opens, that uh, you're very uh, aggressive and you're um, exploring all options and making sure you're trying to piece this together uh, to add, you know, not only what can help your football team win, but good people uh, that you think are going to want to work hard and prove themselves for possibly just their last year or maybe their last two years and I think um, with us when we get guys that just have one or one year especially but even two you know I think they're they, they want to come here with a purpose and they want to prove themselves and uh, you know we've had pretty good success uh, in the last so many years doing that where I when I've been a head coach is getting guys um, with just one year left uh, that want to come and make a difference. Do you have like an, a, an ideal ratio or, or whatever of guys recruited out of high school versus the portal or is it just a matter of year by year whoever's sort of best available well we don't put a ratio on it uh, I, I do think that uh, you know we still want to take uh, be very active in recruiting high school prospects and doing right by that and doing right by our state and the surrounding area and yeah the best the best case is bringing guys in, develop them, and they become great players for you. But that's unfortunately not how it always works now. There's just a lot of change. There's a lot of uh, factors that go into, you know, how long is it going to take to develop players? Okay, when they get developed, is someone going to try to, you know, poach them from you uh, in, in, a, in a way that you don't like, but it happens? Um, so there's a lot of risk to go in that. Uh, when you're able to um, attract someone with uh, experience who's played a lot of football already, uh, that is probably coming here with a purpose. Um, you know, sometimes you feel comfortable about, you know, well, let's go this route and uh, let's get somebody that can help us win right now um, that has already comp- played competitive football. Um, and that's kind of what I think you're seeing is you're just seeing teams that understand the importance of winning right now this year. Yes, you want to build for the future and all that, but the, the, the important thing is always how can we win uh, this next game? How can we win this next year? And I think that's um, – what you got to factor into it so for us i got to help our football team win in 2024 and i think that uh, on paper we did a pretty good job doing that now it's of course it's a matter of gelling it together and and, and but I, I do think that uh, 
that's how the landscape works now a little bit. And some people may see it different. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say there's not a, another way to skin the cat. But at the same time, how are you going to win this next year? And that's what we want to do. You talked a couple times already now here about purpose when it comes to the portal. Uh, are there other things you're looking for? You've had success with guys coming from Power 5 programs to your program and guys who probably came from places that people haven't heard of that, that have been some of your better players. So uh, what else maybe are you looking for, too, in addition to that? Well, there are a lot of elements to it, uh, without question. Uh, you know, we have had a lot of success taking young men from – group of five or fcs programs that uh want to prove themselves and that uh, did a good job where they're at and uh, i think we've got a few of those pieces to uh, our team right now and i think they're going to do a great job just based on what i've seen uh you know in this first month um, at the same time we probably got a lot of uh, young men from really good programs this year as well that uh after researching and investigating why they want to switch and what they're looking for and uh what value we think they can add uh, we feel good about them to this point as well and i think that uh, you know we like the additions to our team i think anytime you you're trying to win football games you know even guys on your team currently that play well and that play at a high level they want to win so they want great teammates around them and you know what if we have them already on our team that's great but at the same time i think you can still add value by 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 gaining experience uh especially at the quarterback position, which we feel like we did with Tyler. I think bringing him in, um, it's his seventh year. Uh, he's coming here with a true purpose to prove himself, to prove that he can stay healthy, to prove that he can play an entire year and help his football team win, and he wants to play at the next level. Uh, so we like uh, all the dynamics that go behind that. Now, does he need to prove that he can stay healthy? Sure he does. Uh, is he fully healthy now? No, he's actually not. You know, he can, He's continuing to get back fully healthy, but we have time. But we like what we've seen to this point. At the same time, we want to develop the other quarterbacks on our roster, which we feel good about, but it, it doesn't happen overnight. And uh, we used the uh, bowl prep to kind of get a glimpse of where we thought they were at. And uh, they have made progress, but we, we want to see more. So I think with uh, Pierce and Brady and even Harrison Bailey, um, those are three three guys that we just want to continue to progress as fast as we can. But um, you know, having depth at every position is important, definitely a quarterback. You've got a highly rated transfer class, a lot of highly rated guys in it, probably none more highly rated than Tyler Barron, um, a guy that uh, whose decision kind of went back and forth uh, there at the end. Can you talk a little bit about that process and, and what he brings to the defense as well? Well, we love the addition of Tyler. Uh, anytime you get a big, tall, athletic uh, edge rusher uh, that has played a lot of football, man, that's a big piece. And uh, I think, uh, you know, he wants to go somewhere and, and, and basically play that position and try to play that position solely if he, if he can. I think uh, he was moved around a little bit, which, um, you know, proving that he can be a great edge piece and rusher is what we want to try to help him do. Uh, so we're excited to get him here, and, uh, you know, he gives us a lot of experience. Uh, you know, the other two additions that we added from Tennessee and Wesley Walker and to Mary McDonald, we, we like those additions as well. They bring, bring a ton of experience in the secondary. They play a lot of football. Um, you know, they can run, they can hit, they can strike. Uh, they understand uh, football. And, uh, you know, there's multiple guys that, uh, you know, a lot of positions that I think give us a lot of experience that we, we feel good 
uh, about them at this point, and now we've got to just make sure we get them up to speed and we get them trained to know exactly what we want to do, how to do it, so that they can play fast and showcase their skills. Uh, Jeff, a couple questions on Tyler Shuck. Uh, given his skill set, how does he fit in with what you want to accomplish on offense? And given his injury history, were there any concerns or reservations when in that recruiting process when you were recruiting him and ultimately bringing him in? Yeah, we look at all those factors. I do think uh, from a talent standpoint, he has a great deal of talent. Uh, he's very skilled. He can throw the football. He can see the field. He's six four and a half, six five, um, and he's played a lot of football. And uh, when he's played, he's played well. Uh, so those are all great elements to add uh, to your football team. Uh, yes, you look at, okay, yes, he's had some injuries. You know, we studied exactly what they were. We had him in for a physical. We analyzed everything he had. Um, we went through it in great detail. Um, and you know what? He's had some unlucky times that happened actually during this season that has caused him some miss, some action. Um, and that sometimes happens, and sometimes it, it doesn't. But, uh, you know, we, we've all had injuries throughout uh, our time, you know, the last – you know, he, this last injury he had was an ankle injury that Jack Plummer had for us when he was at Purdue. David Blau had for us when he was at Purdue. It's a, it's somewhat of a common injury. Other receivers have it at Purdue, and um, you know, it's something that you can come back from. It just takes you know uh, five to six months to fully heal. Uh, so I just think that uh, you know, there's always going to be a risk for injury. Um, and uh, he's going to work hard to get his body ready to play, and uh, we're going to work hard to put him in a great position and surround him with great talent and like I said and we're going to continue to um, improve the quarterback position as much as we can between now and fall camp to make sure that all guys on deck are ready to play just in case something happens. Jeff do you envision Isaiah Cummings being a strictly a tight end or more of like an H-back type role for him? Well, we, we are excited about adding Isaiah. I think that, uh, once again, he's coming here with a purpose uh, and wants to prove his worth and prove that he can catch football footballs against a great competition and hopefully be able to play beyond if he can. Um, tight end is a position we want to add depth and we want to add some playmakers. He gives us a receiving skill to that position that we would like to have. Is he going to be an inline blocker? Uh, all the time? Probably not. I think he's a guy that can do multiple things that you can split him out and uh, you can flex him out and let him show that athleticism. But, um, you know, I I think he'll come in and do a really good job. And, uh, you know, he cares. He wants to be here. He's from here. Um, uh, and he wants to prove that he can play football. So we're excited about him um, on our football team. Jeff, I guess, first of all, you're probably not finished. You still now. I mean, obviously, after spring, could you add some more? Will you think you would add some more? And then, what do you get with Penny Boone and Donald Cheney kind of adding to that running back room? Well, we've had a lot of pieces, so the roster is pretty full right now. So to uh, say we can add, uh, you know, we've got to see what happens on the roster after the spring. So right now, like I said, we've got a pretty full roster. So I don't see us being. Uh, too active, but at the same time, we will be in position or uh, prepare to be in a position uh, if uh, there becomes room. Uh, and that always changes. And I think when you get through spring practice and people kind of see where they're at and see where they're on the depth chart, you know, things, things may shake and move, and we've got to be prepared for that. But right now, um, you know, it's a pretty full roster. When it gets to Penny Boone, you know what? Uh, he's a big physical back. Um, 
he's had an interesting path as well. We recruited him uh, uh, from Michigan when I was at Purdue. Uh, you know, he went to Maryland. Maybe he didn't play as well as he would like or get the action he would like as much. Um, and then uh, went to Toledo and played well. Uh, so I think now he wants to come back and prove that he can play against great competition at a high level. So once again, I think the circumstance um, aligns that you know we're wanting a guy that's hungry, that wants to prove his worth, and wants to utilize uh, you know this spring and, and this summer and fall to get himself in the best shape that he possibly can to go out there and perform against great great competition. Excuse me, great competition. I think he understands as well. He's. Um, you know, got to get in great shape. And uh, right now through workouts, he's done a good job, but we want to get him in better shape uh, that he can go out there and perform each and every week and stay healthy. Uh, but he definitely is a big, strong, physical back uh, that we feel uh, adds great value to our team. You just talked about tight end a second ago. You added the number of guys at that position. What, in your offense, like, what is having more of a receiving weapons and having better depth there sort of allow you guys to do as an offense? Well, I think that position is vital to our success, and I think um, you know even when you look at um, a lot of great football teams, a lot of great NFL teams, they got great tight ends. You got to have somebody that can control inside the hashes, can stretch the field vertically if you have to, make physical catches in between linebackers and safeties, uh, and and uh, we we want that. So we've worked hard to. Um, at least on paper, uh, improve that position. Um, some guys are here. Um, others, you know, uh, I can't talk about everybody, but others, uh, you know, I, I just think in general we, we feel like we've, um, once we get to the summer, we're going to have more weapons at that position. Uh, it'll provide great competition. If we can utilize those guys, that can help us in our passing game be a little more efficient, a little more explosive, and help our receivers get a little bit more open. And uh, I think we need that. Uh, so without question, that's a very important position to our, our, our offense. Uh, Jeff, you alluded to earlier about how the season ended last year. In terms of this offseason, how much fuel was that, not only for the players, but for just you and the coaches to want to you know, have some momentum and try to make sure how last year ended you know, it didn't happen in 2024? Well, very proud of our football team. I thought that they played really hard all year. Um, we found a way to win a lot of close games, which which means we're playing hard to the end. It means that uh, we're not giving in. It means that we're playing with confidence and, and uh, you know sticking together. So that was good to see. That was a great positive that uh, uh, you like to see. And we did find a way to get to the ACC championship game. Now, as you look back, without question, there's a lot of fuel to use. Um, you know, the Kentucky game didn't go the way we wanted uh, to let a – 10-point lead twice in the second half slip away to loss. No, there's a lot of miscues there that we got to learn from, and that falls on me and our coaches first because I thought we didn't do a good job, and then we've got to compete to the end and just find ways to make plays. And then, of course, we get to the championship game, and defense plays outstanding, and the offense wasn't up to par. So that was disappointing. If we could just made a few plays here and there, it's it's man, it can change the whole course of the season. And you don't get those opportunities very much, so you got to take advantage of them when they're there, so that's disappointing. And then, of course, the the bowl game didn't go the way we wanted. It was a disappointing loss. Um, um, a lot of miscues that uh, we've got to improve on as coaches that I think that we've, we've identified already. We've got to make sure that we have a better plan and, um, and give our, better, our players a better chance to succeed. But you know, ending uh, that way, uh, yes, you've got to use this fuel, and it was not the way we want to end. And uh, that's football, and uh, you've got to, you know, without question, uh, work harder, and uh, we've got to put a better plan together. 
All right, there we go. That was Jeff Brom. He's presented by the Huffman Auto Group. You can check them out as well. Uh, great partners of the station, of course, uh, at their different locations around the city. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll react to some of the Brom sound, including, I mean, come on, Zach. <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> well, elephant talk. We'll do it next. Here, ESPN 680, 105.7. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. That's a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. High pants, points, hollering down. She was a black hat beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sudden way up high. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, don't forget about a matzo pie, M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. Bring a lunch by the studio here. Delicious brick oven pizza over there. And, of course, during this time slot... On Sunday mornings, you can check out the Sunday morning hangover. Nick Curran, Phil Baker, Zach Cantrell. How about that? 10 to noon here on ESPN 680-1057 every Sunday. Uh, preparing for the Phil Baker paternity leave on that show. How about that? Um, babies, babies everywhere, I'll tell you what. Uh, the other thing uh, that I haven't mentioned today that I wanted to mention, and I wanted to then, uh, we will kick it to Bologna Slummy after this, is we made the announcement yesterday of the Kentucky Racing Spotlight show that'll start this Friday with me, Louis Rabot. How about that? Uh, six o'clock here on our air. Very excited. Our lineup his return to 680. His name is Dan Issel. He'll be our first guest on the Kentucky Racing Spotlight. When I hear the words Kentucky and I think about horse racing, Zach, I think of Dan Issel. So we'll have him on. Caitlin Free will join us in the very final segment uh, of that show to preview the stakes action at Turfway Park this weekend as well. I'll go over the derby preps from this past weekend and give you an update uh, for my top contenders uh, for the Kentucky Derby uh, as well as part of that show. So that'll be here 6 to 7, available on all of our spots. Uh, Podcast Center here at ESPN Louisville. It'll be released on the podcast platform of the Horse Racing Happy Hour as well. So if you're already subscribed to that show, number one, thank you very much. And you'll be able to find all of my coverage there on the Kentucky Racing Spotlight, presented by our friends over at the Kentucky HBPA. Time for cold cuts, though. Let's go. Get out your mustard, kids. It's time for bologna or salami. Oh, yes, it is time for bologna right. salami. And Let's go. I might have some later today. I'm actually thinking about the cold cuts I'm going to eat later today. How you about know, that? There when you you w- There's something simple about when you wake up and you think about the food that you're going to eat, you know? Nothing wrong with just a good sandwich. No. At Sandwiches all. are undefeated. undefeated. Like, nobody has ever eaten a sandwich and thought, it, not incorrect. N- you know what? <laughs> that wasn't worth Should've it. Should have had a sandwich. No, no, no. You're right, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right. We'll start with basketball, and then we'll get into the Super Bowl. Sure. So let's start with basketball. We talked about DJ Wagner and Trey Mitchell both being out yesterday uh, for Kentucky. Of course, both of them dealing with injuries. Bologna or salami, DJ Wagner is more valuable to the Cats than 
than Trey Mitchell. It's salami, but it's not by a lot. And that's a weird thing to say because in the Cal system, you really do need that point guard. You need that guy who's going to be a dog on defense, who's going to run in transition on this team. Though on offense, he's just another floor spacer. Yes. And and that's not a bad thing. But here's what he brings to the table that Trey Mitchell does not. And it's something that I really appreciate about DJ Wagner and I think is an underrated part of his game is that at any point, he thinks he can get to the rim and attack, draw a foul, do something. Yeah. I think that's more valuable than what it is that Trey Mitchell brings to the team. However, if someone made a very compelling case that Trey Mitchell was actually more of a glue guy than DJ Wagner, I wouldn't be mad at that person, but I will personally go Salami on a Cal team. I will go Salami as well because I think DJ Wagner is their best team defender. Not necessarily individual defender, but team defender. And we've seen what's happened when he has not been out there. They're 1-3 now without him. His presence is important because of his space. And the one is Vanderbilt, The one is Vanderbilt. So let's yes. not go gaga over that. <laughs> one. But, yeah. I mean, his ability to space the floor I think is necessary. The fact that he can go get a basket, he can attack the rim, that forces people to react so he can kick it out to open shooters or he can finish at the rim now he needs to get a little bit better at that but dj wagner has been you know there's a reason that they're not winning games with dj wagner trey mitchell as we've talked about you know he gives you a lot on both ends but he's kind of not been all that great as of late and i don't know if they, there are other people that they can use to replace him bradshaw can step up but can step up i don't know if there's a guy that can replace what dj wagner brings to the table so i will go salami as well on that I, I Trey Mitchell, I'm starting to wonder if he has tired legs. I really yeah, am. I, I really think am. he does. But anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. I think DJ's more valuable the rest of the way. All right, so let's go to an interesting conundrum here. Louisville football makes the 12-team playoff before Kentucky basketball makes the final four. Bologna or salami? <sighs> what a perfect question for this segment Thank in you. this market. Nice job out of Zach C. All right. The answer, oh, my God. Oh. Man, oh, man, it's a good one. I want to go baloney just because I think the ACC football thing is going to be very difficult hill to climb as far as getting into the playoff if you don't win the league. The final four, though, is so damned hard to make. Right. So in your in the question, it's Louisville before Kentucky? Yes. Louisville makes the playoff before Kentucky makes the final four. I'll go sloppy. Baloney. I'll go sloppy. I'm going baloney. Which team makes the final four? Kentucky. When? I don't know if it's this year. It might be next year. But I until I, just, I see Cal get out of a first weekend and really do something. Yeah, I will. I will lean toward Jeff Brom, who took that was not a great team last year. It's okay to say out loud now. That yeah, we're removed from it. He replaced everybody again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's telling you alone with that move that he does not think that he had a championship type team. I'll trust the Jeff Brom process right now. I think he's on the uphill of his career. Climbing toward a peak, I think Cal's on the down slope of his career. I'll take Jeff Brom in this. But one. I'm going to give you something that positive you've been, radio. I'm going to give you something that you've talked about. <laughs> okay. The, what if last year was the pinnacle? What if last yeah. year is the no, best chance that they'll have as far I, as with you. going to the ACC championship? Oh, last game. year was a blown opportunity. I yeah. agree with that. What yes. if that was it? So I think that is entirely possible. The schedule is going to be more difficult for Louisville this year because they got to go to Notre Dame. They got to play Clemson. Every advantage that they had last year, they don't have this year. Now the talent, I think, is better. But we talked about this also. Louisville may be a better team next year with a worse record. I, I think agree. it's entirely possible that I, I happens. I, 
and Kentucky, they're too powerful of a program to not make the Final Four in the next couple of years or so. And they could still do it this year. It's still possible. I, I I'm not saying it's likely. I agree with you. But it could still happen. I, I agree. So this whole conversation could be moot because we could be talking about Kentucky going to the Final Four in, in a month or so. Right. And Louisville just, could make it in the fall and it doesn't matter for this question. Then it doesn't right, matter. Right, Correct. Question. So I'm going to okay. give the edge to okay. Kentucky. Right. But it's not by as much I, as you would have thought. I, I'm not... I'm not mad at either answer to that question. That's why it's a good answer. Hey, we finally disagreed on one. How about that? (laughs) How about that? All right. So we've talked about how UConn right now is thought of as the best team in college basketball, but Purdue probably has the best resume. Yep. Bologna or Salami, Purdue will be the overall number one seed on Selection Sunday. Yeah, I think that's that's Salami. Um, I think they're going to get more wins in the Big Ten that the – that the numbers and the metrics like. I think the Big East is going to start coming back to the mean as far as those numbers are concerned. It isn't that UConn isn't the most fluid most. You know, before the CFP, before those four games, I said Michigan was the most polished team. Yeah. UConn feels like that on the basketball side Mm -hmm. this year. But Uh, Michigan was the number one overall seed. Fair. And that's what I'm saying. With Purdue... The big difference is, we talked about this last night. If people don't know, I do a college basketball podcast with Mark Dennis and Jay Davis and uh, called 40 Minutes a Pod. We talked about this last night. The thing with Purdue this year that they have that they haven't had is it's not just the Zach Eady show. They got guards this year, man. That's right. They really do. And I think you look at that team, you see the component parts of that team. Outside of playing Northwestern, they're ballers. What they did in Maui, etc., I think sets them up, like you said, with the best resume. Give me yes, Salami is I'm going to say yes seed. as well. I think Purdue gets the number one overall seed. I think the Big Ten, it's not as great as it's been in recent memory, but it's good enough that I think Purdue will have enough good wins on their resume, plus what they did in Maui. We talked about the Big Ten. One of the reasons they get seeded as high as they do is because they typically take care of business out of conference, but Purdue is the only team in the Big Ten that really did that this year. So I think those wins over Tennessee and Marquette, they're going to carry a lot of weight. Winning on the road at Wisconsin – going to carry a lot of weight still have an opportunity to sweep Illinois because they beat them once earlier in the season they're going to play them on the road again I think Purdue will end up the number one overall seed I don't really think it matters though because I think Purdue will get the one seed in the Midwest UConn will get the one seed in the East and that's all that they really care about so I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference I don't really think it matters all that much but this is the most complete Purdue team and if not now when we talk about all that that all the time if not now when if you're Purdue if you can't get to the final four, of it's this team, team going to do it? Even more than Cal, I think. It's very. If feels, Painter can't do it with this team, he's not going to make it. It feels a, a lot like Michigan football this year. Because if Michigan wasn't going to win it this year, pressure, when are they going to do it? There is a bleep ton of pressure on Purdue this year. Yeah. A stunning amount, frankly. But I think the Michigan parallel is there as far as Michigan had everybody. I think it's a, I think it's a good comparison. I do. Tuned in yep. for this year. Yep. If they weren't going to win it this year, yep. when were they going to win it? And once they finally got over the hump and won that playoff game and beat Alabama, the pressure was kind of off of them. I think the same thing could apply to Purdue if they get to the final four maybe then the pressure's off sounds right all right super bowl time for the next two so let's talk about patrick mahomes if patrick mahomes is to win the super bowl this sunday he would become one of only five quarterbacks in the history of the nfl that has won three super bowls brady uh montana bradshaw and troy aikman are the only other four to win three super bowls which is kind of crazy how about that they're not bad a couple of them are on tv a couple of them uh you know the Hall of Fame. Yeah, all of them. Hall of Fame. All of them are in the Hall of Fame. Bologna or Salami? Patrick Mahomes, six years in, already top five quarterback of all time with a win Sunday. Oh, with a win Sunday? Yes. Okay. Um, I, I like this question because uh, unlike... We're not calling him the GOAT. I, yes. I like that part of it, number one. Number two, what I like is we're purely measuring then his career by including Sunday by successes in Super Bowls and in championships. Correct. That's how I want to measure quarterbacks. Period. Conversation over. So I'll... Top five all time. Already. Six years into his career. 
which is amazing to think about. Go Salami. I, why not? Th- th- this is this is when we measure quarterbacks. The knock against Marino is is titles. Yeah. The knock against Peyton is that he doesn't have more of them. He's got two. I think, but he's that he five. doesn't have more is the knock. Yeah. Brett Favre only one. Brett Favre is a great example. Aaron Rodgers is in this list, right? Yeah. I mean, we would take right now. Let's say it out loud. Pat Mahomes ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Of course. Yeah. I you don't take think Pat Mahomes ahead of ahead of Brett Favre. Yes. Yes. He's Brett Favre, but polished. Right? Correct. I mean, he's, he's all he over the place. He's erratic. Boom. That's it. I, I I'll go Slami. I think so too. And he has a chance to it's do something that only two other quarterbacks or two other players have ever done. That's when Super Bowl MVP back to back years. Bart Starr did it in Super Bowls one and two. Bradshaw did it in thirteen and fourteen. Tom Brady didn't do it. Peyton didn't do it. All these other great quarterbacks I did not win back to back. I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, but right. if Patrick Mahomes, he has a chance to win three Super Bowls and win three Super Bowl MVPs. And the list of guys that have won three Super Bowl MVPs is Tom Brady and Joe Montana. Yep. That's it. Yep. And Patrick Mahomes would have done this in six years. This worst season, they lost in overtime in the AFC Championship game. His worst season. That's a th- four Super Bowls in six years. In six years, he's more accomplished than 99% of quarterbacks that have ever done this. He's already ahead of Tom Brady in basically every major stat. Yes, he's a top five quarterback of all time if Bo- he wins Sunday. Below your salami for you, eventually we talk about Andy Reid like we talked about Belichick in terms of Mahomes rather than just his career. No, Andy Reid has already done it with the Eagles. Too. That's the difference, right? Yeah, he took Donovan McNabb to five NFC Championship games. That's wild. Andy Reid should be wild. talked about more as the greatest coach as of the all goat. time. If I he mean, wins frankly, on Sunday, on that he's duo, in that mix. Yeah. It's Lombardi, Belichick, him, Reid. Is that it? Probably. I think it might I mean, be. He's, if we're doing Mount Rushmore right now, yeah, he's up there, right? Jimmy Johnson would have been if he'd yeah, gotten along with Jerry Jones. Sense, but I agree with that. It's Lombardi, Belichick, Reed. I mean, we're talking. This is amazing that we're already having these conversations about Mahomes and especially Andy Reed. Reed's getting overlooked because everybody wants to talk about Mahomes because that's the sexy thing to do is talk about the quarterback. But Andy Reed has already developed a goat. Is Shula the fourth there? I think he's probably got to be. Just or is it? Um, I think it's. Is it could, Parcells? Parcells. I think the guy that doesn't get talked about enough is Joe Gibbs. He won three Super yeah, Bowls with three Gibbs different is quarterbacks. Super underrated. And none of them are Hall of Famers. By the way, Gibbs too. Like in NASCAR matters. Like he didn't like go to NASCAR like as a hobby. Right. That dude dove in. Yeah. I mean, like uh, uh, if he were in horse racing, people around here would just gush about him. But he happens to be in NASCAR, so we don't. That's right. But that guy did two very different things. Elway's on that list for me, by the way. Of course, not of coaching, but of quarterbacks and executives, because the man wins the Super Bowl as a quarterback yeah. and then is an executive for a quarterback. You could argue well. outside of that, he wasn't necessarily a great exec, but he did win one. So, uh, dude, it's. It's hard but to knowing, do. but building a team that Peyton Manning could win with, yes. is not the easiest thing to do, especially after spinal surgery. No, that no. was a different. And they, different he built sure. a great defense after yes, they got did. obliterated by the Seahawks. As far so, quarterback conversation. Like, let's just go ahead and unveil who we think's top five. Brady, yes, yes. obviously. Montana, yes, yes. Peyton, I still think is top five. I agree with you. Um, and then the fourth guy, Elway. Elway, maybe someone, someone old school. Bradshaw, Why don't we talk maybe about Bradshaw? Before, yeah, before his time. Um, Dan Fouts gets overlooked a lot, yeah. but he doesn't have a title. You right? have so Marino, kind of if, you want Marino if you wanted to do stats. Yeah. Uh, you know, these sorts of guys. I, I, you, is it a U? Is it Johnny U? I mean, is that. It probably is, just yeah. because he was the first great quarterback. The first guy to really revolutionize the position. The That's yeah. Right. I think it's probably Johnny I can't. Star won a bunch of championships, yeah. but the Packers were a dynasty, and they were. The Packers sweep is what everybody sweep. thinks right. about. Exactly right. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say the sweep. <laughs> 
Boy, yeah, it's yeah. Brady, Montana. Bill man. Walsh coming down on the text Walsh. line. That's a very important yeah, name Walsh. on that top four, too. Of course. Yeah, Walsh might be uh, the guy because of the West Coast offense because everybody runs that nowadays. That's exactly right. So it might be him. Andy Reid doesn't exist without Bill Walsh. Well, Fair Andy to say, right? T- I mean, yes. I mean, Andy that- Reid would tie Walsh with three Super Bowls. Wow. Gibbs has three. Like Parcells and Shula only have two. That's fair. But Parcells, Parcells though, dude, he turned the Jets from like the worst team in the <laughs> NFL to a contender immediately. That guy was, like if you were Parcells, co- if you had a bad roster, a bad team, you yeah. might want to have Parcells coach it. All right, last one. Last one. Bologna or salami? The Super Bowl is the best sporting event of the year. It's 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 bologna to me. Um, but I I still really like it. So it's not that it's not. To be not the best, I like the Derby better, but I'm a horse racing guy. Um, I'd rather watch March Madness than yeah. than the Super Bowl. Um, I think we have to talk about if the best singular event because to me, yeah, yeah. the best three right. weeks in sports is March Madness. Sure, the best championship game is the Super Bowl. It still is. Of all the sports, the best championship game is the Super Bowl. Because how many times have we seen in March Madness, like last year, the national title game was blah. I mean, okay. college football, the national championship game sometimes can be blah. The Super Bowl is almost never blah. Typically, like, look at the matchups we've had the last couple years. Championship game, yeah. Yeah. I, I um... Uh, it, it's it's baloney to me, but it's still top five. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna, I still really enjoy it. I'm obviously stopping my life to watch it on Sunday, so that's so is America. Yeah, right, and that's not you know surprising or different. And my wife will stop, but she never watches football. You know this kind of stuff. That's the reason it's the best sporting event of the year because everybody. Pays or is it the worst because of that? That could also be the case. Okay, <laughs> so I do wonder about like that. It, it depends. Like for the diehard football fan, it may not necessarily be the best event yeah. because for us, it's the conference championship what? games. It's the by week, the way, Gandolfo watching that game by himself. You totally understand yes of course of course yes <laughs> my team's in the championship game is it I don't really for talk you though i assume yeah, it is yeah, yeah. You love Super Bowl, it's the best sporting event okay. of the year okay now the best i'm not mad at that the best singular event the best three weeks in sports is march madness and i will fight that until the end of time it is the best single sporting event every year as far as a three-week period i'll take march derby madness. day itself the experience of that over the experience of super bowl sunday i will do that yeah. I, I will say that i just for me and just for me as far as that's why it's bloated pure sporting event if you want to talk about like the best version like you can talk about the best rivalry like ohio state michigan or sure. louisville kentucky when sure. both teams are at their best the iron bowl if Duke, you North love Carolina. that game yes right yes. exactly yes but year in and year out the super bowl always delivers like they'll have rivalry games it does now it did when i was a kid it Correct. does now it does yes. now right. like every year you'll have like rivalry games where one team is really good and the other is not and it's not the same texture you obviously didn't live through the 80 super bowls i'm still I tinged by that as well living in the 90s watching those terrible games the nfc won 308 super yeah. bowls in a row every year um, pretty much since in my lifetime there's only been like two or three super bowls that have right. been duds the rest now. of them have been good games that's right they're good now but i think I got some of those tinges still, and yeah. I know what I'm getting with Derby Day. There's gambling, there's women, there's that's fair. Know, there's cigars, it's everything. I love it. So, yeah. And March Madness itself always delivers. The, the, the Final yes. Four and the title game itself may not, but yeah. the event always does. It, it is, once you put that many variables into one tournament, you're almost guaranteed to get... You'll get something. Something crazy, that's right. Yes. All right, well, good job, Zach. Really appreciate that. Uh, Blown your salami, we'll get back into that uh, next week, Wednesday. Reminder, though, man, if you're looking... For a super offer for Super Bowl 58 DraftKings Sportsbook, they've got you covered. New customers, you can bet on the big game, turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. And with DraftKings Same Game Parlays, everyone's got a shot at an even bigger win for Super Bowl 58. String together multiple bets from the big game for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Those money lines, those over-unders, those player props, the, the coin flip, whatever you want to bet on, they've got it. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
Use the code WHBE, new customers. You can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Use that code WHBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS, physically present in Kentucky. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. We'll get you into the V-Show next here. Last segment on Rabone Co. ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You are listening to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final segment on a Hump Day Wednesday edition of Rabo and Co. ESPN 680-1057. Bobby V after us. Roundtable 3 o'clock. Got you local till 6 o'clock. Reminder, tomorrow we'll talk to Ben Roberts from the Herald-Leader about Kentucky basketball. We'll have Jay Davis in the 11 o'clock hour as well. Uh, my new show, really excited uh, for that to get kicked off this Friday. The Kentucky Racing Spotlight will be at 6 o'clock Friday night. Uh, Dan Issel, Caitlin Free for our first episode there. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Dan's return to ESPN 680. Really appreciate him agreeing to jump on uh, with me. I think it should be a lot of fun coming this weekend. Uh, Zach and I disagreed a little bit about Kentucky basketball uh, and how they uh, fared last night. We had Mike Gandolfo on in the first hour as well to talk about that game and looking forward to Gonzaga and Ole Miss. If you missed any part of it, go back to the podcast center, ESPNLouisville.com or on the app as well. If you don't have the app, man, I really can't describe to you how really great the app is for for streaming all the things that we do here uh, at the station. Costs you nothing, and I get paid nothing uh, by bringing it up uh, to you. The expert picks for the Super Bowl have started to come in. We'll get to that in a second. Will Wade gets a five-year extension from McNeese State. At $700,000 a year, he has a $1.25 million buyout, Zach. I guess that takes him off the market. How about that? <laughs> $1.25 million buyout. That's nothing. I would take Will Wade. Texture, okay, I like this. WrestleMania is the greatest sporting event, hands down. I, you know what? If you have a sporting event that's different than what we talked about, that you think is the greatest one of the year, 437-9680. I'm always interested... I think, Zach, I'm the only 42-year-old white guy that didn't grow up with wrestling. Like, I just wasn't interested in it. And it's funny because we'll have Jay Davis on tomorrow. And and he's black and he loves wrestling. <laughs> so, like, it's supposed to be the other way around. Jay's supposed to be, like, the basketball guy. I'm supposed to be the wrestling geek, and I'm just not. I don't know how that happened. Were you into wrestling at any point in your life? I was into wrestling for a little bit. Like teenage years kind of thing? Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, Stone Cold, I, Steve Austin, The Rock. I don't know Triple how H. I never got into it. I guess I just didn't have those friends. I think that's the only way that I didn't get into it. I I do randomly just say woo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> woo! John Cena? 
Yeah, John Cena. And titties. Can't see yeah, me. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> Wrestling had personalities back in the there. Day. It is in my day. It had personality. The WWF, baby. <laughs> Texture of WWE were a sport. Yeah. Do you remember that time? Were you? Do you remember a time? By the way, the same texture that Jessica Sims is better looking than Malika Andrews. I just we doing that now? Doing performance? We're doing uh, appearance based radio? radio? Right there. No, it's not. No, it's not. I'm I'm going to the mat for Malika Andrews. She's hot as hell. We're not, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> is that. Is that what we're doing today? That's how we're doing it today. <laughs> oh man, I had to go to the mat for Lacey Chabert, which I feel like is the easiest person to go to the mat for. She's just hot. I mean, okay. you're not wrong. Yeah, no, right. right. <laughs> She's turned into the cute mom now on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not mad about that. Um, the uh, I'm surprised they didn't do the typical like Sam Ponder, Aaron Andrews debate um, that we used to have back in the day. Sam Ponder, when she stopped doing the fake tan, started looking a lot better. Someone lied to her about the fake tan. She didn't need it. I was always Team Sam Ponder. Okay, All right. I can see that. I'm not against that. She knows well, football. Anti Malika Andrews. What who did? Who's anti Malika? Come on. Jessica sounds good looking, but what are we doing? Um, $700,000 a year in his new deal. $1.25 million after this season, a million after next season, if Will uh, decides to leave McNeese State, who is 20-3 and and 9-1 in the Southland in his first year uh, as coach of the Cowboys. Would you have known McNeese State was the Cowboys before right now? I did, actually. Okay, how about that? Uh, Do you know where McNeese State is? Tennessee. Ooh, it's in Louisiana. How about Louisiana. That? Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, texture, I think I, I swear I think Ric Flair's woo was invented after snorting a line. Well, yeah. Of course it was. Yeah, what are we doing? Of course. It's Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, what was I watching yesterday? And a guy, oh man, he goes, oh, it was, okay. I, I don't know if you ever watched these things, but the, the Mark Twain prize for humor. Can't say I've ever watched it. So, like, Will Ferrell got it. Dave Chappelle got it. That makes sense. And then a couple years ago, Jon Stewart got it. And it was two years after Chappelle had gotten it. So he had Chappelle introduce him. Okay. So Chappelle gets up and he looks at Jon Stewart and he goes, yeah, I never quite understood him in the New York clubs because I was a weed guy. And John always came across as a, as a Coke guy. <laughs> And Stuart about fell out of his chair. Well, have you seen and then that? he made a joke about Stuart running for president, you know, because he, you know, he had left the Daily Show by then. And I, he's going back, by the way. Yeah, he is. Yeah. On like Mondays. Not like a full time thing. But. Aaron Dolan's name coming down on the text line. And I appreciate very much the gambling person. expert. Well, and, yeah, yes. An expert in many things. Yes, she is. Yeah. <laughs> we should have her out at some point. She's with the ESPN. Yeah, why not? I, honestly, we should. I am I am efforting Kevin Pulsifer for Friday uh, to help us with some Super Bowl prop bets. He is he's he's in deep enough at ESPN's production levels that he has to get permission to come on air with us. Ah, there you go. Yeah, so we have Steve Kordacki on the podcast once in a while on the horse racing side, and he has to get okays from NBC to come on. I think he's been on enough that he doesn't have to ask anymore, but uh, it's it's still one of those things. These guys that I meet, like here, if I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm going on a podcast, they're like, sure. Whatever. Whenever I I'm hear- going on another station, sure. Whatever. Like there's no, there's no pushback on those things. But these guys with these ESPN like you know corporate jobs and the you know the NBC New York jobs are, are pretty different. Whenever I hear Chappelle and weed, all I think of is the scene in Half Baked <laughs> yeah. and he gets he's addicted. Yeah. And he goes to the intervention. You ain't here for some marijuana. And Bob Saget so goes great. on about yeah. coke. Yeah. <laughs> Boo this man. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> That's one of the best gifts of all time, right? Of course. Of course it is, yeah. It's, yes, it's fantastic. I use it all the time. Uh, you should. It, you, the perfect setting is you play it three times. Play it once, that's not enough. Got it. Four times is too many. Three times is <laughs> the right, right amount. 
I love it. Text her, actually, with Ric Flair, in my opinion, that happened after he completed a certain other activity. Instead of saying woo, he decided to shout woo. <laughs> maybe. Maybe it's both. It's, yeah, he, I think it could be both. He could do both. Yeah. You're Ric Flair. Go ahead and do both. Oh, man. Ric Flair is like, he's one of the few guys that can challenge Wilt Chamberlain. Yeah. The number. One last question, and I've got so much stuff on the show sheet today that we just didn't get to. The Las Vegas mayor saying the athletics should try to stay in the Bay Area is hilarious, That's right? That's great. That's they don't want you. freaking amazing. Can you imagine being a city with so much development that someone's like, we want to build a billion and a half dollar arena in your, state, in your city? And she's like, no, we're good. Eh. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement if you're moving to a city and they're like, nah, I don't know. Oh, great. It's like you're about to move oh. in with your girlfriend, and all of a sudden, yeah. she's like, you know what? You should you know probably great. just stay where you're at. <laughs> That's such a good analogy. Uh, your parents, they don't mind if you stay there a little longer, right? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> <They're good>. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, last night, we were doing the pod, and I, was, I talked about a game, and I was totally wrong about how much of a margin there would be. But Dayton, dude... They're good. Woo! They, they are, are playing some ball good. right now, man. Somebody Dayton brought is up playing a- some ball. Anthony Grant is a dark horse name for the Louisville job. I wouldn't hate it. I don't know. I, I just don't know, man. Um, I felt so terrible for Dayton. Year, like in 2020, they were legitimately one of the best teams in the country and could have won it that year if the tournament had actually happened with Obi Toppin. Yeah. And like Kansas is good. Baylor was yeah. good. Like, but they're going to get a billion chances. Dayton doesn't isn't going to get that chance ever again. You've been to but a game there? Sure they're good. No, I haven't. My oh, dad shame has. on you, dude. It's awesome. I, I yeah, want to go awesome. to the UD. That's a great now. spot. Uh, Texture Aaron Dolan's the one expert on ESPN. I don't care if she's constantly wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, we've all been there. But yeah, they went to St. Joe's last night, won by 15. They were down four at half, yeah. outscored St. Joe's by 19 in the second half. Man, I, I love that stuff, man. Uh, Texter, why doesn't Louie get off his butt and try to get the athletics here to Louisville? What a great text. <laughs> get off your ass, Louie. Get those A's here to Louisville. Uh, frankly, they'd be in a better spot here than in, in, in Oakland. No offense. I mean, put a second deck on Slugger Field, be done with it. Yeah. 30,000 seats, be over. I'm mean, seriously, be done with it. They could build out that outfield like an MF. Sure they could. Just do it. I don't know where anybody's going to park, but we'll figure it out. There's a bunch of abandoned uh, high-rises now downtown, so we just go do use those. (laughs) But doesn't that tell you something about the athletics? Like when the idea of the Raiders going to Vegas, they're like, yes, yes, please. Raiders. Yeah, the Golden Knights. Oh, they love that team there. Oh, the Golden Knights are more popular than the Raiders. I got to say, like we were doing the – we did the the bucket list college basketball venues thing last night with Jay. And his list was good, and it's all the sort of predictable stuff. Of course. But for new teams, the Vegas, apparently the production value going into the games is oh, I'm sure. like Vegas show level. They went to the cup final, what, their first year? Yeah. And yeah, then they year. won it last year. Yep. Oh, no, they, they're well run. The fans are really give a bleep. They're more popular than the Raiders. No question. Partially because the Raiders are no very good. But. Yes. Well, and Raider fans are not concentrated to one area no there's a ton of them it's in not LA. like the new york no, no, no. islanders and only the the right half of you know the eastern half of long island cares or something right. this is they have fans everywhere that yeah, identify everywhere. with that raiders thing right? that's right and so yeah no it's they're a, one of the few national ba- fan bases i agree the Steelers, cowboys packers yep. raiders all right well there you go music time reminder bobby v after us he's up in new york so i'm sure he will be doing a 
an echoey show from a hotel room somewhere near Syracuse. I'm just kidding, Bob. Have a great show. Great call tonight. We'll have that for you. 5.30 pregame, 7 o'clock tip, postgame show with Ethan Moore as well. Hey, alongside Zach Cantrell, my name is Louie Rabot. I'm at Radio Louie on Twitter. This is Rabot & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. We're here every weekday, 10 to noon. We'll be back tomorrow at 10. And hey, we hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody.